This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. All right, thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows. You can submit a prayer intention and see the latest uh, announcements, cancellations, things like that. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. Well, Father, look who's here. Who's here, Dr. Good? Dr. Monica Goodwin is here. Yeah, very good. The bold leap of faith to stop promoting birth control. That's kind of where, where we're going. You, you good with that? I'm good Did with you know that, that before you showed I, up? Okay, I good. I think I knew that. <laughs> okay, good. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself first, Dr. Monica Goodwin. Um, I am a family physician uh, in central Minnesota, Cuyuna Regional Medical Center in Crosby. Um, I am a mother of five. My kids are ages 13 to 26. Um, I'm expecting my third grandchild here soon. Uh-oh. And about 26 years ago um, is when my husband and I moved to Crosby, Central Minnesota. Um, I was the first woman to join this smaller practice, which has mushroomed and become quite large now. But I was the first woman, and that was a blessing because um, I was... Um, really Ooh. blessed to accompany many young women who uh, I guess were looking for a female physician to accompany them through their reproductive years, um, having babies and um, and living that out. So that was that was a blessing. It was what I loved, and it has it's still what I love. Um, so that's that's kind of what I still do. Mm-hmm. So early in life, would you or would you describe yourself as a cradle Catholic? Definitely a cradle Catholic. Um, I thought that was a positive term, I think, growing up, because I, I knew it was the one true faith. Um, I was raised in a big Catholic family, uh-huh. 12 children, and um, I mean, my parents were super faithful in how they lived out the faith, uh, but perhaps it was the times. Um, I don't think I really understood the faith fully. Okay. Um, I think I just accepted things, um, maybe wrestled with some things. So when um, it came to your medical practice, then yeah, how did that play out? Yeah, so um, I started medical school, didn't really entertain the question of my faith interacting with medicine, okay. um, didn't have anyone in my family, didn't know any Catholic physicians before I went to medical school. So I guess I wasn't ready for the questions, mm. basically. Yeah. And so I got to residency, you know, medical school was kind of like you're just learning, you're a sponge, you're soaking it all in. Um, Got to residency and, of course, was asked to do some things that I maybe wasn't comfortable with, but I also wasn't bold enough to challenge it. Okay. Yeah, so put in difficult positions. Mm -hmm. Can you speak specifically, you know, what, what kinds of things? Or is that a HIPAA violation? I don't yeah, want to no. <laughs> go down no, the no, road here. No. <laughs> Might have been pre-HIPAA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that right. pre-HIPAA, yeah, right. Your grandfather did. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, so fortunately where we trained, there was not an abortion clinic, so mm-hmm. I did not need to assist in abortions. But it was pretty automatic that, especially those of us who are women, we were thrown into a lot of, um, you know, accompanying women with reproduction and... Um, birth control was just kind of an automatic thing that we learned and although I think I always internally knew it was inherently wrong it was nothing I would ever choose to do personally 
I completely separated that mm-hmm. from how I practiced. I never, never really didn't even cross my mind that I could take that kind of stand in my medical practice. I thought, here I am given this education. I need to offer total women's health is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And that included providing <coughs> contraception when asked for. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, you, you said you were able to d- to separate those things, mm-hmm. business and faith, and you know, I, I, I put mm-hmm. it that way in just to, in, in basic terms. Um, where, where, was there a struggle at all that you experienced in that, or were you able just to draw the line? I think there probably was a struggle. Mm-hmm. I think I um, I married a Lutheran man who wasn't. Um, he he sort of accepted when we were when we were courting. I quote dragged him to NFP classes, and he he <laughs> said, "Fine, okay, whatever." But again, I just don't think I ever. Um, I I was sort of leading. I didn't have any witnesses. I just I don't know if I wasn't mature in my faith mm-hmm. enough to know that what this really meant was I needed to live it out fully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I lacked two things the real understanding of my faith and courage mm-hmm. basically but something happened where you decided to take a leap to act mm-hmm. with courage huh regarding this work in reproductive mm-hmm. uh, medicine yeah. so what helped you to do that what what was it like making that leap um interestingly um well it was people witnesses right that's how we're all changed we're changed by people um christ who comes in the flesh um so we were we were blessed by an incredible community of of believers you know the catholic catholic people that we shared life with were very strong and i think it really helped mature our own faith and my husband's included um and I think some of our friends maybe questioned, maybe they saw fertile ground. I think they started to challenge us. These were our friends. So living in a small community, my friends became my patients, and my patients became my friends. Mm. I would say I most of my patients are my friends to some degree. Um, and so I, I started to feel a little uncomfortable and started to wrestle. Like I think every time my pen went to the paper prescribing contraception inside, I knew it wasn't right. Maybe I always had known that, but it became more and more of a wrestle for me. But two things happened. Um, one of my partners who had done many tubal ligations, he was a general surgeon, but in a small town, he had done many tubal ligations. One day he said, I don't think I'm going to do this anymore. This is a practice killer. I'm killing the growth of these families. And he said, I looked around in my church and realized I had sterilized many women in the Catholic Church. And so that, of course, really made me think. Hmm. And then my husband, right, the Lutheran, who became a Catholic (laughs) five years after we were married, he went to a Covenant Keepers uh, men's conference or retreat, and one of the speakers was a Catholic OBGYN who had completely converted his faith to uh, NFP only, um, abandoned contraception, and decided to live the truth in his practice. So my husband came home from that weekend and said, I'm done. Oh, my husband's a physician as well. He said, I'm done. I'm no longer prescribing contraception. And I guess I saw it coming, but I wasn't ready for it. And I thought, well, yeah, easy for you. You take care of mostly men. This isn't going to impact your practice as much. Mm. So I immediately went to the, you know, excuses, the, you know, 
justifications of why it wasn't right for me to do it. And so I think it was two or three months that I wrestled painfully with this, um, recognizing this would be a this would be a big thing. Like I would have to now, when those women called for refills on contraception, it was not a simple thing. I no. had to, it was a phone call. It was a 30 minute appointment. It was, it, it was a huge risk of losing a good chunk of my patients um, and lacking understanding of where I was coming from. So yeah, like I said, I wrestled. Finally, I just wasn't sleeping well at night and couldn't, you know, I knew what I had to do. Mm-hmm. It was, it was so clear to me. Um, so I just said, I'm done and wrote a letter to all my patients. Um, the risk was, like I said, losing many patients and I did lose some patients. Um, but I also gained many over the years. Mm-hmm. It, it took time though. I mean, there mm-hmm. was, it was a little bit of a hit to my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's what it was. It was witnesses. So you bore a cost and yeah. one must lose their life to save it. Yeah. And yeah. Interesting. Um, see that influence of friends and, and mm-hmm. your husband and this speaker his influence on him and then the boldness mm-hmm. of your action mm-hmm. together yeah uh, beautiful to see mm. yeah. we are visiting with uh, dr monica goodwin here on real presence live uh, and uh, talking about uh, uh, the leap of faith to stop uh, promoting um, birth control and i don't know if you promoted it and maybe that's not the appropriate word to use right. to use to you but you were you know prescribing it at least mm-hmm. and and so how did how did management take that when you when mm-hmm. you informed the authorities at the hospital uh, or the clinic? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm here's what I'm going to do and what it's going to be like. You know, I didn't. It wasn't too much outward criticism, but definitely a lot of murmuring. I mm-hmm. would say um, <coughs> we felt it, um, and we continue to feel it when we recruit Catholic physicians. <laughs> <laughs> We've recruited quite a Which few. Which you're good actually. at over there, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's definitely I've I've heard comments like okay we've got enough of those now mm-hmm. you know we we need we need others to to offer comprehensive women's health care um, so I don't know I I think we're in a good place to be practicing mm-hmm. in a place where there's tension mm-hmm. um, it's it'd be nice to practice in a fully Catholic hundred percent believing administration everything mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. I think there's. I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. And now I talked a little bit about administration and, and management and whatnot. How about the peers? Your peers mm-hmm. was that uh, a difficult? Yeah. There's been uncom- some tension discomfort. there too. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been over 20 years, and um, I th- I think there's pretty good full understanding now. But there was there were a lot of um, tense mm-hmm. interactions, conversations. Mm-hmm. My husband had them too. Um, criticism that we weren't offering full health care um, and they sometimes took that to the extreme saying we might not treat people with different lifestyles you know those that chose homosexuality or something they somehow assumed mm. that we would not like be kind compassionate mm. to these people mm-hmm. um, I don't know how that leap came but it happened several mm-hmm. times sure um, or that we were saying religious things and i i don't know there's a lot mm-hmm. of accusations that went mm-hmm. with that um but my goal was to not so much push my faith on people but really just to speak the truth mm-hmm. um, of natural law uh not preach the catholic church so much as just speak true to what women's bodies are made for and how it works best and um right. did, did that force you to have to um 
come up with more secular arguments, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and scientific arguments about what do you mean by care when this is what's happening? I mean, right. did that come up a lot? A and, lot. And how, how did that play out? It was an opportunity for us to learn, too, that this isn't just our faith. I and mean, the faith is the root of it. And the faith is what, it's why I love the church so much, is because it's all rooted in truth. And so, yeah, I mean, I have many patients who admit to no religiosity, no God, no... Um, and sometimes they can receive the truth even better than some Catholics and, and some who do profess faith because truth is truth. Mm-hmm. And when you speak truth, mm-hmm. natural law, like really, in bottom line, nobody can argue with that. Right, mm-hmm. natural law. So what is written into our nature, what's written into our flesh, into our body, the way we relate. Yeah. And, but even with that, you've borne such personal, sounds like personal yeah. cost or risk in yeah. trying to live this out. Uh, and so, well, thank you for that, for that witness, yeah. which mm-hmm. blesses all of us who are trying to live this. Yeah. Uh, but with the cost, how have you found the strength? What help, what's helped maintain your strength, courage, patience, and all of this? I, again, two things. I think really solid Catholic community that we live in. Um, I just, if I do question my faith, I look around, and it's <laughs> it's flourishing everywhere. Um, so, th- certainly, again, witnesses. Um, and I think age, honestly, with age, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you get a bolder, huh? <laughs> you, well, y- bolder, and you also realize life's so short. I I have to live what I know to be true. If I don't, time's running out. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Okay. So, just to throw this back at you, you went through a lot of pain. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being very mild and 10 being the worst severe pain you've ever felt. Sorry, I just had to throw that back <laughs> back to a medical professional. Dr. Monica Goodwin, very much for being with us today. Appreciate you. Appreciate you and your husband and your work in our community. And uh, okay. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. And up next, we're going to pray the Most Holy Rosary, bringing your personal intentions to Jesus through the intercession of our Blessed Mother. Please join us as Real Presence Live continues from St. Andrew's Church in Brainerd. Thank you.